This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at bite.com. That's B Y T E.com. Start your confidence journey today with Bite. Hello and welcome to the Complete Guide to Everything, a podcast about everything. I'm one of your hosts, Tom. And I'm Tim. Tim, how are you doing this week? Tom, I hate to say it, but I'm terrified. I'm scared out of my wits. About what? What? A monster? A ghost? Worse, Tom. Have you heard? The fear of death? You heard the news? No. What? The dang Noid is back. Oh, yeah. I... I have heard that unfortunate news, Tim. We, have we had, you boarded up your doors and windows yet? We had, what, almost 30 blissful years without uh, the Noid from Domino's. I thought society... Or, uh, not from Domino's, I should say. Domino's worst enemy. Yeah. I thought we as a society had successfully avoided the Noid, but... We did for a while, Tim, but that's why they said avoid the Noid, not, you know, destroy the Noid. They should have said destroy the Noid. I don't think it's possible, Tim. I think it's uh, one of those things that can't be killed. We're talking about that little goon that uh, (laughs) steals pizzas when you order them from Domino's. Was that the the premise? Domino's pizza? Yeah, I mean, uh, a common, common conceit for like children's cereal. Uh, or or snacks of various kinds, usually things targeted at children, though, is that some cartoon character loves that so much that they're going to steal it. And that's, you know, like the tricks rabbit. You have to watch out for him. Right. Uh, but but in the what late 80s, early 90s, his first Dom- appe- his first appearance was 1986. OK, uh, the Domino's Pizza Corporation decided to make a, uh, I would say, maybe an anti-mascot. Yeah, man, that was pretty twisted of them. Yeah, well, but they that was also hitting right on the uh, people-loving uh, claymation. Yeah. I mean, I guess what you, what you can give the Noid credit for was that he wasn't overtly racist like the california raisins were or like a racist creation was that a racist creation i don't know that much about the california raisins other than loving them as a child tom don't do it right now but when you have some free time google the california raisins (laughs) oh no you'd be like that was 30 short years ago that we were all doing this (laughs) my god yeah well, the Noid was just like a little guy in a red, a tight red suit that inexplicably had bunny ears. Yeah, that were like vestigial, uh, I believe. I, it, you know, it never. We seemed don't know. Like... He never took off that. Thank God, he never took off that red jumpsuit. <laughs> Probably just a uh, the, the horrors under there. Yeah. 
he was he was, also, he was severely burned under the rest of that suit. He had the face of like a 1980s stereotypical like nerd dork. Yeah. Like his eyes were close together and a little googly, right? Mhm. Yeah, he had like a his voice was kind of like, "Oh, come on." Ugh. Yeah, I mean, the voice was cool. <laughs> but, but I'm saying it sounded like a nerd, kind of. Right. He never really spoke either, did he? It was all just no. kind of gibberish. Yeah, because yeah. he was always like chasing after you and just... Yeah, well, but now the, the technology's finally caught up, the, the computer animation technology, and the Noid has returned. Yeah, and he's going to be in the Crash Bandicoot game, which is, is a thing, again, or still. Uh... Apparently, he's going to be in the Crash Bandicoot mobile game. Yeah. But but it sounds like that game's just one of those infinite runner games, which I didn't think were, like, still a thing. I thought that had gone the way of the Dodo, but apparently, apparently not. Apparently, they're so big they can get the Noid back. Three things are coming back. The Noid, Crash Bandicoot, and <laughs> infinite runners. Yeah. Th- those were such a big thing on phones for, I guess they, well, like I said, I guess they still are. I yeah. thought after they made like a Sonic the Hedgehog one, it was like, well, what was there left to do? We we've conquered every horizon here. Yeah, I think they made a Tomb Raider one. Yeah, I don't know. You play games on your phone anymore? Not really. I got this one Tetris esque game. Uh huh. It was like Tetris pieces, but you had to do different things with them, and I. I blew a whole weekend on that game on my couch, <laughs> which is the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. And I was like, nope, no more. And I deleted it from my phone. And the worst thing is, Tom, this freaking, mm-hmm. uh, look, uh, uh, technology is great, whatever. <laughs> the then the I worst up- thing is I had to buy gems to keep playing it. And I put us into $50,000 debt in one weekend. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I have to sell my car. Uh, <laughs> and I'm, that's still uh, not going to be enough. <laughs> I'm selling my rights to this podcast. Um. Wow. Well, that's yeah. that's not going to get you very far. Well, uh, no. Uh, freaking. Uh, I finally deleted off my phone, even though I was legitimately addicted to it. And I opened up mm-hmm. my, my iPad, and it's sitting there on my iPad, it automatically downloaded <laughs> to my iPad too. Yeah. So another weekend down the drain. <laughs> you. I've noticed that about you. Like, you don't play games a lot, but you get addicted to games, which I think yeah. is probably part of the reason why you don't get it more into games. Exactly. That That's exactly right. Because I always say that when I play a video game of any kind, I feel like I'm wasting my time. And you're like, eh, you know, you, you play it because it's fun, and then you do other <laughs> things. But it's like, no, I don't do other things. It I play it for 16 hours a day. Yeah. Yeah, I've been good lately with, uh, uh, like, I play video games maybe like uh, like an hour a night. Not every night, but like an hour a night. And that mm-hmm. I'm, like, very comfortable with because I do. I, look, I love video games. But when like a new game comes out and I sit and play it all weekend, it it could be the best game in the world. And usually like they are some of the best games. That's why I'm getting drawn into them for a weekend. You got Donkey Kong. You got Donkey Kong, too. You got uh, Jumpman. Mm -hmm. You got Pac-Man, Ms. Pac-Man, Puck-Man, the Japanese version. 
baby Pac-Man. Was there a baby Pac-Man? Pac-Baby? There was Pac-Man Jr. Yeah. But like Pac-Man Jr.'s little brother, Pac-Baby? I don't think there was a Pac-Baby one. I think that... that Baby Man? Well, Baby Man would just be a different thing altogether. Um, I don't even know why he was Pac-Man. He wasn't a man. No. I mean, was I mean, I w- even, look, I wouldn't say that to his face. I wouldn't say he's not a man. Who knows what he would do to me? Probably chomp on me with those uh, the, with those big teeth. You didn't even have teeth. Bite your uh, Jimmy right off, Tom. <laughs> Whoa. Well, that makes me even more uh, worried about getting on the wrong side of this. You're fella. a ghost. He'd send you back to hell. <laughs> is that where is that where the eyes were going? I think so. That's pretty crazy when you think about it. Like, uh, Pac-Man was eating ghosts. You don't see that yeah. very often. No. The idea so. that a ghost could be eaten and that that's a good way to get rid of them. Could be. I don't know. I don't know that much about ghosts. I'm just kidding, Tim. I know a thing or two about ghosts. I mean, you think you know a lot about Not ghosts. Not in so. real yeah. life, thank God. You know a lot about the movie Ghost. Uh, I know it's got Whoopi Goldberg, it's got Patrick Swayze, and it's got Demi Moore, and, uh, at the end, uh, the bad guy gets killed by a broken window falling on him, and it's horrific. It's, like, way more horrific than you would expect for, uh, a movie like that. You know, Tom, I'm wistful for the days in this country where the biggest dispute we had... With mm-hmm. with our fellow countrymen, was uh, is it is it pronounced Demi or is it pronounced Demi? She says it Demi. I actually I don't know. I've never heard her say her name. I know Tom. It was simpler times. I would like <laughs> to go back to those times. But I feel like the fact that I heard it as Demi ever means that must be something she wanted. But who knows? You'd have to ask Bruce Willis or her, I guess. You could ask probably her. Probably ask her. Yeah. It'd probably be easier to get a hold of Bruce Willis. You could just be like, I'm a Eastern European film distributor and we'd like you to appear in our movie. And you don't you don't have to learn your lines or anything. Uh and you don't have to be nice to anyone on our set. And he'll show up. Would you want to have an interaction with, uh, with, with, with Bruce, with Bruno? Absolutely, because really? I mean, there's no way he'd be nice to you or yeah. anybody. Not, not well, you but then, specifically. But then I would have a a story about it. I mean, I wouldn't like to interact with him in like I don't know a life or death situation. Like if I had yeah. crashed my car and I was upside down, no, I wouldn't want Bruce Willis to be the guy that pulls over. What if you got like, into a fender bender with him? Ooh. That would I wouldn't want like that. either. No. no, but like if you got into a fender bender with like George Clooney, he'd be cool about it. Yeah, he'd probably like take me back to his house and make me a steak dinner or something. Yeah, he'd throw and you the be, keys like, and be like, "This is hey, the... you you could have my car. I got a bunch at home." Yeah, he he might be like, "I'm the king of pranks," but you crash into my car, so I guess now you're the king of pranks. Oh, man, imagine he, he dubbed you the king of pranks. Yeah, but guess what, Tim? That's a prank, too, because then he, he yanks your pants down in front of everyone or something. And you love it, because it's, <laughs> it's, it's Clooney. That's what he does. Ah, yeah. you got me. A famous yeah, I, onset prank. I'd be like, well, look, you know, it was embarrassing, but he did the same thing to Brad Pitt. 
uh, on on, uh, Ocean's 12. So I'm in good company. Tom, you know why they got rid of the Noid? Or they they claim that they didn't for this reason, but they did. <laughs> they, 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 I thought you were going to say they claim they got rid of the Noid, but can you really get rid of the Noid? You can only well, avoid him. I mean, Tom, did they get rid of the Noid? No, it's 2021. On top of everything, the, the goddamn the Noid is back. Yeah, it's as, the last as, thing this country needs. As, or as, maybe they sent him to unite us. Mm, mm. A common enemy. Yeah. Like that uh, famous speech Ronald Reagan gave about, uh, you know, that he sometimes would think about if aliens existed, it would unite all of us. And, and you know, he wouldn't he wouldn't be so mad at, at uh, the Soviet Union anymore. That wasn't the way he put it. Right. But it was, was along those lines. Garbled. Um, <laughs> no, there's mentally ill man named Kenneth Noid. <laughs> Broke into a Domino's oh, pizza yeah. and held uh, employees at, at at gunpoint. They held them hostage for over five hours. Yeah. Um. And you know how they 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 caught him. You know how they finally ended it. He uh, forced the employees. He got hungry and he's like, "Make me two special pizzas," <laughs> and uh-huh. they did. And while he was eating them, he put his gun down. And the hostages escaped. Oh, I thought you were going to say they put, like, laxative in them. No, that would have been smart. Yeah. Yeah, you want a, you want a special pizza annoyed? And also, like... <laughs> well, I bet if one of them said that to, said it to him that way, he'd be a little suspicious. <laughs> yeah, you want a special pizza annoyed? Here you go. Yeah, I'm making one with, with uh, 100 sleeping pills in it. He took his own life a few years later, though. Was he? Did he go to jail and he got out of jail? No, he was uh, not guilty by reason of insanity. Oh, okay. So they just let him back out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and then and then I think the the ad agency was like, uh, maybe we, we retire this. They this would have been fine. I didn't know about it. I mean, and if the guy killed himself, you know, obviously that's sad that he killed himself. But like, I don't know. Now nobody's complaining about the Noid anymore. Yeah, well, that's the you're, problem. They need people to complain about the Noid. Maybe now people miss the Noid. Yeah. I mean, and guess what? Found out uh, after this, this incredibly tough year, Tom. People did miss the Noid. Yeah, and he's back. We missed some of the, the smaller problems we used to have. We were wistful for them, like a, yeah. like a, a man in a red bunny jumpsuit stealing our pizza right before it was delivered. Exactly. So I think uh, this is a call to action for mm-hmm. all our brothers and sisters out there. Let's all unite to avoid the Noid. We can do it. We can get through this. So just don't order Domino's? Yeah, I guess. That pizza's garbage anyway. Tim, uh... Last week was it on our Patreon show, Books the Podcast? We we talked about the Three Stooges, or was it on this show? Mm, who can tell anymore? Probably tell. the other one because it was very funny, and it's something that everybody should pay for. <laughs> um, but we, regardless, we did a uh, Patreon thing 
where we ask people for uh, topic suggestions, and uh, a man by the name Richard Smith. Uh, Sounds like a fake name. (laughs) It does sound like a fake name, but he suggested uh, us do Richard Smith, born Richard Noid. (laughs) He changed his name in shape. It's like uh, your last name was Hitler. It says here he was born January first, nineteen hundred. So it it does. It does seem like this was just a fake uh, account. he suggested we talk about the three stooges. Normally, we avoid the Noid first and foremost. It's getting tough. And we've and made it this though. far. Um, but we avoid like comedy centric topics. But I feel like, uh, you know, the stooges, they're, they're all long dead. I mean, that's not why we avoid comedy <laughs> topics. I'm not, I don't know why I'm saying that. But I feel like the, People always want, people are like, oh, do The Office or do The Simpsons. And it's like, well, those are like current or recent-ish things. And we're only going to be like, yeah, that was funny. And everybody listening is going to be like, yeah, I saw it too. That was funny. But Yeah, and guess what? Then listenership explodes and we become national heroes. <laughs> Talk about The Office. But, the, well, I mean, we would have to compete with various uh, Office uh, alumni podcasts. It's 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 all additive. People can't get enough. They're they're well, just like all I think right, people we'll listen would to the office listen. ladies first, but then okay, Tim and Tom, we'll listen to you talk about every episode. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna listen to this show. Uh, well, and uh, Kevin from The Office has a podcast now too. Yeah, it's a good one too. It's uh, like the history of it. It's, well, that's uh, what I'm saying. That they would listen to those shows and and get added context of like, oh, here's a funny story about something that happened that day we were shooting this. Right, and then they'd listen to us <laughs> talk about the episodes and what we liked about them and stuff, <laughs> and just and just recount the episode. Then people wouldn't have to sign up for Peacock to watch anymore. They could just it's hear our on descriptions. Comedy Central, twenty four hours a day. Tom, is it still? I don't. Look, I don't Comedy subscribe Central to Comedy Central constantly. And guess what? I think it it does better ratings than every other show on television. Tim, have you looked at what MTV's like? schedule is like weekly schedule lately oh yeah just uh 23 hours of ridiculousness a day yeah it's it's not 23 but it is literally 22 or 21 hours of ridiculousness every day and And then the show it's not hey look we're not like saying like (laughs) what they're putting on over there is ridiculous hey tom guess what this guy michael jackson's wearing one glove this woman madonna she's got uh breasts that are in the shape of pine cones why am i gonna watch a watch a man wearing one glove tell me to beat it That was a that was a Gallagher joke that I didn't understand when I was like seven years old. Oh, that's a pretty good joke. I get. I mean, I would listen to a man with one glove tell me to beat it. Yeah. Sounds like he maybe has an inside line on oh, masturbation gloves. <laughs> could could gloves the masturbate? You, you would listen to him. You'd follow him like the Pied Piper for some reason. I wouldn't follow him, but I'd give him the time of day. I'd I'd hear him You'd out. Give him all your money. No, but I'd be, I'd be like, look, you, you give got him power th- of attorney, sell it, <laughs> sign over the deed of uh, for your home. You got 30 seconds, convince me, and then we'll talk after that. I might give you power of attorney after that, or I might yeah. uh, adopt you as a son. 
Anyway, um, uh, how do we even start talking about this? I don't know. The Noid. Like we're talking about the Three Stooges. We're not talking about the Noid or the Office or or any of that nonsense. Uh, the the Three Stooges, Tim. What is the your, original Three Guys? What is your opinion of the Three Stooges, Tim? I have a high opinion of the Three Stooges. I uh, I have a very high opinion of three particular Stooges together. Mm. Um, and less high opinion of, of certain other stooges that might be in the mix. What about Iggy Pop? Yeah, I like, I like, hey, I'm hip. I'm a punk rocker. <laughs> um, I'm assuming your high opinion is of Mo, Larry, and Curly. Yeah, and to a lesser extent, Shemp. I think yeah. Shemp has his moments. Oh, absolutely. So let me... Uh, Maybe I'll start this off with with talking a little bit about the history of the Three Stooges because I I was learning a lot about this during during my research today. You mentioned how uh, Mo was born in the eighteen hundreds. <laughs> well, I didn't know that, but I, Curly was born in nineteen oh three, so I guess that that makes sense. Yeah. Mo has to be older. That's why he's in charge. Yeah. Well, so it was originally a vaudeville act. Mm-hmm. But it was uh, originally Healy and his Stooges. Yeah, Ted Healy. Yeah, this this guy Ted Healy, who had an act, and it was uh, it was Mo Larry and Shemp at that point. Uh, yeah. Mo and Shemp uh, were brothers. Larry uh, Larry was a comedian slash violinist, um, but they were all like vaudeville performers, and this guy Healy you know, uh, made an act with them. You know why they were called stooges though, right? Because they were like his, uh, his stooges. No, they were like audience plants. Oh, I didn't uh, know that. In his, uh, in his act. So they pretend to be audience members and that's what you call somebody in the, you know, stooge. Yeah. Um, and that's why. That's what, uh, whenever I'm at a magic show, and uh, you know, a trick is done with a with an audience participant. I yell, "That man's a stooge!" Yeah, and then you run up and you try to rip off, oh, like, as if he's wearing a wig. And there's yeah. no reason for him to wear a wig. He's not in disguise for any reason. But uh, you're be. always trying to rip off the wig. Look, one time I'm gonna rip somebody's wig off, and the whole audience is gonna gasp and. I'll be a legendary man. And a bald man will be humiliated, Tom. <laughs> Tom probably about- injured because I think like most people that wear uh like wigs or toupees like glue or tape them on. They're not just yeah. although I imagine if you're like a guy wearing a toupee. When you get to, you know, we've all seen like 90 year old men that are wearing toupees. That's like, that's ridiculous. There's no way that 90 year old man has like a bowl cut. <laughs> I feel like. <laughs> why would he even want, why would he want a bowl cut? <laughs> right. I feel like, well, I think that, look, you don't see as many toupees nowadays as you used to. But I think there was like a big thing years ago where it was like to get like a nice toupee was expensive, of course, like, you know, anything nice. So like, I think there were were a lot of guys who, you know, maybe like in their 30s or 40s would buy like a nice toupee, 
But then they would be like, I spent, you know, the equivalent of five grand on this. I'm not buying another toupee. This is my toupee forever. And that's what, when you would get the guys with like, you know, the pure white sideburns in back of their hair, but the jet black, uh, mop, mop top, uh, cut. But I think once you, I think once you get to like your nineties, you're like, I'm not going to tape this shit on anymore. I'm just going to wear it. And that's when you got a lot of toupee mishaps. Just put it in the drawer, old man. That's what I say. Yeah. Well, I think so by then of, it's probably it's probably just habit. Just throw it on. Um, how badly do you wish that vaudeville was still a thing that you go to a theater <laughs> and see these these uh, doofuses yuck it up? I do, but then I was actually thinking about that a lot when I was doing this research. But then I was like, yeah, but if like Mo Lowry and Curly existed today. And they, you know, and like vaudeville existed today. Like, I wouldn't like any of these guys. Why not? Oh, they'd be like our age. It it is weird when it's like, not like old timey people who are older than you. Yeah, they'd be our age and you'd like talk to them after a show and like, I don't know, Larry would be trying to sell you on some new cryptocurrency or something like that. And he'd be like, oh, these guys stink. Um, yeah, I bet they were like off stage, like like weird horn dogs too. And like, they were all well. I don't know if they were all, but off stage, apparently, they they, they were interesting characters. Um, but we'll, I'll finish up talking about this guy uh, Ted Healy because it was ridiculous. Because basically, um, uh, they they made a movie, the the Stooges and and Ted Healy. And then after that, Shemp left to pursue a solo career. Shemp, you dumb freaking moron. Well, that's what I thought, Tim. But apparently Shemp was like pretty successful in his solo career. Okay. But like as successful as Mo, Larry, and Curly? I don't think, well, there's a bunch of caveats with that um, that we'll get into, I think, a little later. Which is basically the entire time they were successful, they had no idea they were successful (laughs) Uh, because Columbia Pictures kept that a secret from them. Um, But uh, apparently Shemp was pretty successful and he came back after Curly died, which we'll get to. Um, basically as a like, Time you're well, spoiling so much stuff. I know. Curly's ba- dead. <laughs> he basically came back as a like, well, I don't know what the fuck Mo and Larry are going to do if they can't do the Stooges. So I'll come back temporarily. Um, but he wound up staying there a lot longer than, uh, than he expected. Um, but anyway, the, the Stooges were getting signed to like a deal with like Columbia Pictures. Ted Healy was like, no, the Stooges are my employees. You can't just sign them away. It which was made Ted me- Healy and his Stooges. Exactly. Which is funny just to think about him being like, no, those knuckleheads are my employees. It's like, <laughs> these guys stink as employees. I've seen them try and, you know, fix plumbing <laughs> problems. Yeah. They, they, they haven't met a job they couldn't bungle. And, and you yeah. want them on your payroll full time, Ted Healy? So now I kind of feel bad for you. Um, but eventually they left. Um, they... Uh, toured as Howard Fine and Howard, which sounds like a law firm. 
Uh, mm. But but then they were also going by the three lost souls, which is like <laughs> kind of dark for the Stooges. Um. Anyway, uh, they started touring. Healy was like furious, threatened to bomb the theaters they were playing. <laughs> um. And it, like these threats got so intense that Shemp almost left because he was like, this guy's going to kill us. He's going to bomb us on stage. But then they were like, all right, Shemp, we'll give you more money. And he was like, oh, all right, then I'll keep doing these things, which at first I thought was funny. But then I was like, no, I get it. If you're like, there's a 1% chance, a small chance I'm going to get killed. I at least want to be paid well to, to take on that risk. I mean, that's, that's, that's uh, capitalism, baby. Right. That's, I mean, that's why like dangerous yeah. jobs pay more. That's true. Um, he- <laughs> dangerous, uh, heroic jobs, like stooging on stage. Well, so here's when the, the stage might get exploded by a, uh, by a, a jilted former employer. <laughs> Um, so here's, ah, this was in the Wikipedia article and I found this so funny that it was, uh, Healy hired replacement stooges, but they were inexperienced. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, that's the whole problem with, with, you know, the majority of them should be great stooges. Uh, yeah, I can't tell you how many jobs the three stooges got hired for that they were inexperienced at, and it led to hilarious hijinks. Now, when they worked for Ted Healy, did they just come on stage and do things properly? Is that what was Ted Healy like? Hey, no, they're 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 no, good employees. I think it's, I they think fix it's like, the pipes on the stage. I think it's the replacement stooges were inexperienced and probably like answered things the right way or did things the right way, and that's what didn't work out. Um, so anyway, it wasn't working out for them. Um, so he like came back to the Stooges and he was like, all right, like, let, let's find a new agreement. Him and Mo, Mo at this point was acting as their manager. Of course. They reached an agreement. Um, so they were reunited. They were going to start doing shows again. And then, um, uh, during rehearsals, uh, Ted Healy got a better offer, found a loophole in his contract, and left. <laughs> um, which caused Shemp to get so fed up that he left. Um, this was uh oh no, I think Shemp left. Shemp was fed up with Healy already, and he left. Um, Healy was still there, and they were like, "Well, we've got this other brother, Jerome. Maybe we can have him do it." And this is the quote from the Wikipedia article. Healy reportedly took one look at Jerry, who had long chestnut red hair and a handlebar mustache, and remarked that he did not look like he was funny. That sounds like one of the funniest looking guys you could imagine. That's exactly. What he the has hell? long red hair and a, a handlebar mustache. I'm laughing Before already. Before he even opens his mouth, he's, uh, we're, we're in stitches. So uh, they, they shaved... Uh, Curly's head and he was like now we're talking now this guy looks funny do we have a picture uh, of Curly with hair no there uh, well not that I saw him there there might be some that exists and he did keep the mustache uh, I, I don't think he appeared in any uh, shorts with the mustache he did appear later after he had left the Stooges like looking normal in like uh, a couple of cameos. Uh, but 
by the time they made movies, he had shaved the mustache off too. Um, they he looks pretty ap- good with hair. Does he? Yeah, he looks Apparent- exactly how you'd expect. But apparently, he was uh, not happy with uh, with you know having to be bald all the time. It didn't make him very popular with the ladies. No, I'm sure. That yeah. was a pretty. That was a pretty. Uh, a bold gambit to to be like, oh, uh, Ted Healy doesn't like him, and uh, uh, hey, you know what? Let's <laughs> shave your head, and maybe he'll like you. Yeah, there's like a bunch of look. The one of the Three Stooges' biggest problems was that they didn't have a lot of self confidence. Hmm. One of the other problems they had was that they. Uh, were extremely violent towards each other. They hurt each other sometimes. They did hurt each other sometimes. Um, but yeah, so that was that was how Curly joined the Three Stooges, which is what most of us know, you know, as like the most popular incarnation of the Stooges. And they appeared, this is another thing that I thought about, you know, when you were saying like, oh, do you wish Vaudeville was still around? They appeared as comic relief in a bunch of movies, like just kind of out of nowhere, mm-hmm. um, which made me kind of think like, oh, I wish there was like, <laughs> just like a group of three weirdos that were comic relief in like otherwise serious movies that just popped up all the time. <laughs> like Nomadland. <laughs> and those three. <laughs> yeah. Three just like, this just movie- like at a bar in, in Arizona while she's. Yeah. Uh, th- this movie is getting a little too heavy. Let's have some slapstick morons <laughs> just appear. And they, I mean, maybe this was kind of the first uh, cinematic universe, the Stooges cinematic universe, because I think they were always playing, you know, the versions of themselves in these movies. So they connect a bunch of uh, different movies. The Stoogiverse. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. 
HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. (sighs) The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Tim, one thing I learned about the Three Stooges during my research is that I was always under the impression that like, so there's a weird thing where like they got screwed as I alluded to earlier, they got totally screwed. This guy, Harry Cohn, who was the, uh, I believe the president of Columbia, he made sure that the Stooges didn't know how popular they were. So every, they were on a one year contract that, you know, had a renewal option every year and every year for 23 years, he would tell them like, ah, I don't know, the boys, aren't good boys. Yeah. The numbers aren't good. You know, uh, comedy shorts are really tanking. That's not what people want anymore. I, uh, you know, I'm just not sure. And then like the last minute would resign their contract. And as a result of this, they went 23 years without being offered or asking for an increase in pay, which is um, ridiculous. T- wasn't it? I find it hard to believe that it wasn't stooge mania where everywhere they went, like uh, restaurants. Uh, oh, mm. right this way. If not, if nothing else, that they're afraid that Mo was gonna, you know, fucking <laughs> right. beat the other Hope two up and ruin out. the whole <laughs> restaurant. Yeah, I mean, I assume if any of the Stooges were given preferential treatment at a restaurant, but then they asked, like, hey, can I go in the kitchen and meet the chef? They'd be like, oh, no, no, no. We don't need some, we don't need somebody getting a a big pot of boiling soup on their head or any of that nonsense. Yeah. (laughs) This guy's going to wind up with a lobster bite in his nose. I, that's one of the things. And that's why I say, I think they just like all suffered from poor self-confidence because so initially they weren't making bad money. It was $600 a week, which, uh, in today's dollars was $11,000 a week. Um, so for a whole year, that's, uh, you know, half a million dollars. That's not bad at all. But by the time you get to like later in their career, you know, with inflation and everything, they're not making that much. Um, But they were given three months off a year, which like isn't bad. But also when you think about like how much how hard they had to work when they were working, how many wrenches they got hit with. Yeah. So it's like they fell through. So it's like, yeah, you got three months off a year, but the rest of the year you're working, you're making like two short movies uh, a week. Um, And that is the thing with, you know, you're talking about wrenches and stuff. I feel like this was during the time when 
they didn't realize you could like fake a lot of stuff. <laughs> right. That you could fake stunts. So they were very talented comedians, I feel like. And I guess talented uh, stunt people because they didn't get killed. But also not really because they got injured constantly. And also like three of them died early from strokes that I find hard to believe weren't weren't partially caused by the the fucking the hijinks they were up to. Yeah. So that's what um uh one of the guys later, Joe Besser, who uh replaced was a curly replacement observed when he was hired that one side of Larry's face appeared calloused. So he had a clause in his contract specifically prohibiting him from being hit beyond an infrequent tap. Um, And yeah, and he was also the only stooge other than Curly who dared to hit Mo back in retaliation. But imagine you're getting signed to this and you're talking to Larry and you're like, Jesus, one side of his face is noticeably so rougher. But you know what? I can't imagine Mo was uh, amenable to that that contractual uh, obligation, right? Like, well, don't you think Mo would be like, "No, we're gonna get a third stooge that I can't even freaking slap." Well, so the restriction was later lifted. Apparently, good. <laughs> But <laughs> well, that sucks. That's why the Joe Besser uh, episodes all stink. Have you ever seen the Joe Besser ones? Don't even bother. Turn it off. Um, but like I said, I think you know, uh, uh, Mo and Mo and Larry were just like, I don't know, just it seems like they didn't push back often. Like they they kind of got walked all over a lot. And, and I mean, walked all over literally a lot of times too, I think. But yeah, that's, uh, that's how the business worked behind the scenes, Tim. Tom, do you know, all right, were you into, oh, uh, Sorry. Before you say, I forgot to finish my thought here. I was going to say that uh, during the three months off, they had a year. And it seems like a lot of times they would like couple the like, all right, we're going to take like the last three months and the first three months, uh, uh, last three of this year and the first three of next year off. And we're going to tour. And like these tours, they did phenomenally. So I don't know why they believe this Harry Cohen guy. Because, like, they were out in the public. It's not like you hear sometimes about stories of, you know, people not knowing how popular or famous they were. Um, but these guys were still performing live shows. They should have had some that's what idea. That's I'm saying about going out there and having a be stooge mania. No, that's that's what I'm saying. I don't I don't know why. I'm guessing this guy Harry Cohn was like, yeah, but those people don't go to the movies or you know some dumb bullshit to to convince them otherwise. Yeah, he. It sounds like he was. These poor stooges have been gaslit. Yeah, I mean, I've I've also seen a few where they've sat on stoves and been literally gaslit. So they had it. They had it rough. When you were a kid, were you really into the Three Stooges? Yes. Um, I think 
do we just know the Three Stooges more than we know like other vaudeville acts that um, turned into like movie stars because of 80s and early 90s sitcom writers who just like, you know, you know the way that they, they kind of like, uh, you know, there are certain tropes that made it into sitcoms that yeah. shaped our understanding of you know, American culture and society. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was because um, the Stooges had a resurgence in the 60s um, because Columbia started, you know, packaging up their short films. So they would normally do basically like 15 minute long films, two reelers, they would call them. Uh, whereas a regular movie was a seven reeler. And this was, you know, when movies were different, when it was like, you would just buy a ticket and it was like, (laughs) basically when movie theaters were just, we have a TV on all the time (laughs) and you just pay a ticket price and you come in and you just sit and watch whatever's playing. I would like that too. (laughs) That would be kind of cool. Um, I mean, I guess we have that in our homes at any time. Well, that's why no, you can't run a business off it. I don't want the choice. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I mean, there is, you know, there should uh, be one channel that everybody has to watch. Theaters like Alamo and Nighthawk and I'm sure other theaters in the country, you know, they kind of do that now with like they show short films related to or commercials or cartoons or TV episodes related to the movie you're waiting for. Um, which is kind of, you know, harkening back to how it used to be a little bit. Yeah. But um, uh, they, you know, when when in the 60s, I guess when like, you know, TV was just getting more and more and more popular, they, you know, they needed more stuff to program. And Columbia was like, hey, we'll start packaging up these um, shows and you can just or these movies, these shorts they're 15 minutes each. We'll put two together. It's a half hour show. And you can show this, you know, uh, in the morning when kids are looking for something to watch. And I think because they did that in the 60s, us in the 80s watching uh, sitcoms, we were seeing, you know, the what these people who grew up with the Three Stooges grew up to then make themselves. Right. But I just feel like on every sitcom, it's like every man is just like, you know what all men like? Uh, sitting on a couch, eating Cheetos and watching the Three Stooges. And then all the nagging wives wives would come in and be like, you're watching that trash? <laughs> I mean, that's also just like uh, sometimes there's truth in comedy, Tim. And I feel like most men do like the Three Stooges. Yeah. Tom, uh so uh, I had a poster on my wall. Uh, Great men like Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson likes the Stooges. Mel Gibson's a huge Three Stooges fan. I, I still <laughs> think there's a place for Three Stooges in in uh, modern movies. And you, but like, and you think there's still a place for Mel Gibson at the 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 top of the marquee, right? That's what you've said. I haven't said that. I'm not a big. I mean, you're the guy who loves Mad Max movies. 
and you, I've you never said uh, Fury Road uh, would have been good if they if they didn't bow to cancel culture and woke <laughs> culture and cast somebody else. Mad Max Fury Road is actually the only Mad Max movie I've seen. Yeah, it's the same. <laughs> it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, Tom, very you good movie. Rent out, you can rent out uh, an Alamo Drafthouse Theater right now Uh huh. for um, up to 10 people mm-hmm. in New York um, for $150, and then they have a, a, a list of movies, and one of them is Mad Max Fury Road. I wanted to have uh, my birthday party Ah. And we all went there. But you know what? That's not what I want to do. <laughs> I remember I saw Mad Max uh, Fury Road in theaters with a friend of the show, AJ. And uh, that was just like one of the most intense movie experiences I've ever seen. Where like, I remember afterwards turning to him and being like, well, that was boring. Because it was the whole thing is just a chase scene. It is a movie that the entirety is a chase scene. You saw it um, in a movie theater right next to my office at the time. Yes. And I met you out on the street afterwards, and you were, like, sweaty. And you were just <laughs> like, I think I might go in for another round. I think I might go see that movie again. You interested? That was, like, one of the most intense movie-watching experiences ever. Like, it, it's just... Your hair real... was blown back. I imagine you, like, uh, you in that... Uh, was it Maxell commercial? commercial? Yeah. yeah. That's what it felt Saturn. like. It's an intense movie if you haven't seen it. The Stooges were made 190 Columbia shorts and then a whole yeah. bunch of other movies. Tom, there's a, a Stooges wiki, which mm-hmm. is really great. Oh, I didn't know that. It's not, it's it's like a fandom.com thing, right? Oh, um, so it's not official. <laughs> exactly. But they have really great... Uh, summaries and like of, of all the of all the shorts uh-huh. and uh all right so monkey businessmen and these are just the first uh <laughs> first uh lines of these oftentimes paragraphs long summaries uh right mm-hmm. monkey businessmen which is a great name yes <clears throat> this is how the, the 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 film begins because they were businessmen but a lot of monkey business happening yeah um, the Stooges are inept electricians who manage to electrocute themselves as well as their boss. That's just the first line of the synopsis. <laughs> also, that's a frequent uh, job that they hold. <laughs> Mutts to you. The Stooges run a dog washing service, and they have a rather weird way of washing a dog. <laughs> oh, boy. Are I these the best taglines ever? I can't even imagine. A plumbing we will go. The trio are on trial for stealing chickens, but are found not guilty due to apparently insufficient evidence. They're often on <laughs> trial, I feel like. However, Curly pulls out his hat, and chicken feathers fly out, which he claims is merely dandruff. As they exit, they antagonize a police officer. <laughs> yeah, there is getting into troubles with, with the cops. A couple of episodes I, I watched, uh, there's also like a lot of dandruff jokes with Mo. Yeah. Um, classic one, Tom. Have you ever seen Disorder in the Court? Not that I can recall. That is probably, I would say, like whenever you see best of stooges on mm-hmm. like this is this is the one they're playing guess what 
it's good, but it's mostly one of the. You know, were you always disappointed when uh, there was one that was like a little too dependent on wordplay? Yeah, and not enough of like hitting each other and falling <laughs> through stuff. Yeah, so uh, I watched two uh, that I was reading about. Uh, one, uh, you Nazi spy. Yeah, that's another uh, classic. That um, Mo and Larry considered their best. Um, but some people similarly thought it was like too wordplay dependent. Yeah. And also and- like the sound was everything was too echoey and like sometimes like, uh, you know, they didn't have lav mics on, Tom. Right. Yeah. Um, and then one called uh, They Stooge to Conga. Uh, which is considered their most violent. <laughs> uh, uh, I've never seen that one. Yeah, it's pretty. You know what? Honestly, watching it, I was like, I don't know. That all their things are pretty violent. Like this has a little more, maybe, um, like cartoonish violence, like uh, or or like Home Alone esque violence of like, well, that would kill a person if you did that. <laughs> yeah, but that's okay. Oh yeah, it's but okay I'm just saying in the magic. grand scheme of things, like you know, Quit clutching uh, your pearls. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, when the Stooges, you know, it wasn't like uh, you know eye pokes and stuff. This is like uh, you know somebody uh, Mo takes Curly and puts his nose up against like a a stone grinder, uh, and sparks come out. Where it's like, oh no, in real life, that would have taken his nose off, and it would be horrific. Yeah, but it wasn't real life, Tom. It was. This is what you don't understand about these films. Were you under the impression that these films were real life? I mean, again, considering how young most of them died, I think they were closer to real life than (laughs) it should have been. Tom, speaking of uh, them being close to death, did Mm -hmm. you uh, read about Kook's tour? Yeah. So Kook's tour was a movie. Well, it was kind of a movie. It was it was It was supposed produced. to be a movie. No, it was supposed to be a pilot for a weekly oh, TV yeah. show. Yeah. And they were all in their seventies, which nowadays, you know, Mo was seventy three and he was I think the oldest. Nowadays, mm. like you you hear someone seventy three and you're like, Yeah, you know, you're not like but like in nineteen seventy, a seventy three right. year old was like you you should just be in a room somewhere sitting in like right. I don't know, especially, especially if you or something especially if you've made a career getting hit in the head with a wrench exactly. all your life um so it was the the premise was the stooges and it was uh mo and larry and curly joe do mm-hmm. you remember curly joe yeah he was like a curly ripoff um yeah, it was like later, one of the later replacements where the guy kind of looked like Curly, so they made him shave his head, and they were like, yeah. just basically be our dead brother Curly. But then, yeah, the the theme was like, Larry, Moe, and Curly Joe. Do you remember that? No, I, I it's ringing a little bit of a bell. Like, Larry doesn't come first in, a, in, any, in any equation. No. So, Although like, I, you know, I, I Larry, think Larry's great. Yeah, but, I was going to say he is underappreciated. No, yeah. but like it doesn't work if 
Larry isn't underappreciated. If he's properly appreciated, then the whole dynamic <laughs> right. is, is messed up. That's right? true. So it's Mo, you know, Larry, and Curly is exactly. is the way Mo, it should be built. Mo is in charge. Mo's the leader. Yes. Look, there's a hierarchy, and it doesn't work without that. Um, but the the premise was that the three of them have retired, and they travel the world in a in a motorboat. Mm-hmm. Um, but the motorboat is brought to various places, I think, by like a helicopter. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I watched 20 minutes of this thing. It, there didn't seem to be any jokes. Um, there <laughs> certainly weren't any, um, any like, uh, you know, mix em ups or, or, or violence uh, between them. Yeah. It's mostly them just on a boat, just like being like, all right. Turn the boat around. No, I said turn the boat around. Oh, I didn't hear you. It was just like a lot of that, like old men on a boat. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had to stop production because Larry had a stroke, <laughs> which is yeah, not funny. I was going to say, there was a lot of like confusion, and then Larry had a stroke. Yeah, and then... Uh, which which they- made him the second stooge to have a stroke while they were shooting... Uh, you know, one of their things. Curly also suffered a stroke, didn't die from that stroke, but you know, that's why he was replaced. Yeah. So that story was horrific too, by the way, I was reading that like Curly wasn't coming to set. So Mo was like, I'll go find him. And uh, he found him. He's like, I'll go go find him. They're like, don't hit him. (laughs) Well, so he found him and like, his head was like, you know, limp, uh, just like, you know, on his chest. And, you know, his face, his mouth was contorted and he couldn't talk. He could only cry. I mean, so, if you, if you, if you read an account of anybody having it, it's not going to oh, be, it's not going to be good. That I, I know, but I'm telling you that this curly Howard, a tragic man in his own right. But I'm telling you that this happened. And then, you know, somebody was like, we'll take him to the hospital. And Mo went back to shooting, you know, whatever short they had to finish. Well, while he was like, yeah, I found my brother. He couldn't move. All he could do was cry. I guess they'll figure out. I have work to do. I have to go make, you know, the 140th movie where I. Yeah, sorry. I got to get back to the set of commotion on the ocean. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Very tragic. Apparently, Curly was very uh, was very much an introvert unless he was drunk, which was very often, which led to, uh, you know, him having a stroke and dying at only 48 because, you know, he had a lot of hard living. Uh, scrambled brains. Mo and Larry are at a, sanitar- a sanatorium where Shemp is being treated for suffering from hallucinations. Shemp says he is indeed cured and insists on saying farewell to the new- to his new fiance, beautiful nurse Nora. Now this is the beginning of a great film. Scrambled <laughs> brains. Um, I think I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. Uh, all these uh, stooge, maybe not the Shemp ones. Well, um, and same thing though. Like Shemp died while they were in the middle of shooting four different shorts, so they had to finish them with a fake Shemp, uh, which was just 
you know, somebody in uh, like a Shemp wig viewed from behind uh, fake Shemp was uh, Sam Raimi came up with that term to like describe what that was, because that's been used a lot, uh, had to stop being used after Crispin Glover sued Robert Zemeckis et al., including Universal, for uh, doing a fake shemp on him for Back to the Future Part Mm 2. Buried the hatchet with Zemeckis, still holds a grudge against Gale, um, from what I understand. Uh, Oh, against... uh, uh, Bob Gale. Bob Gale, the the screenwriter. Tom, uh, do you know about the Robonic Stooges? (laughs) I do. I know it was a cartoon that they made after all the Stooges were dead. (laughs) Yep. Um, and they were bionic cartoon superheroes with extendable limbs, similar to the, uh, to Ex- Inspector Gadget. Um, the three robotic stooges, uh, uh, it ran for two seasons. Oh, I didn't know it ran for, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, doesn't sound like a, a great, uh, a great show. It is interesting just because, like, I always think of, like, running ideas into the ground as more of a, like, recent thing. <laughs> but it's like, oh, no, Hollywood's always been like, look, we've got, you know, some We have people... IP, let's do something with it. Yes. And, and even though this IP is nothing without, you know, at least Moe and Larry, who, who, you know, throughout were in the Stooges... Um, like, <laughs> well, no, we... well, they were like, no, we'll add robotic limbs. <laughs> <That'll do. laughs> yeah. Well, and there was already a, uh, the new three stooges cartoon or the new stooges or something that Mo and Larry did do the voices for. And I, I don't know who did the, the curly voice, uh, if it was curly Joe or, or somebody like that, but I think it was curly in the uh in the cartoon because curly was very popular with kids understandably obviously popular Um, kids popular with ladies popular with men popular with everybody but but apparently you know didn't see it and and was very troubled throughout his life which is very unfortunate did you ever play the three stooges video game tom on the nintendo no because i didn't really have a nintendo as a kid and I desperately wanted that game. And it was a bad game, but I played it for hours and hours. Yeah. I mean, that was in the Nintendo era when like licensed games, licensed games are usually garbage, but during that time, licensed games were like really garbage where it was like, we're not going to put any consideration into like whether this game's not even whether it's fun, whether it's like playable, whether you can actually advance through levels and stuff. But yeah. I just remember seeing it in like Nintendo Power Magazine and it had like, you know, full, like full color uh, Nintendo pictures of the Three Stooges. And it was like, whoa, look at those graphics. This must, <laughs> a- This game must be like playing an episode of the Three Stooges. It, w- it was a bunch of mini games and they, you know, they... It it wouldn't have been bad if the gameplay wasn't impenetrable, mm. um, but it began. You put the cartridge in, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, a different game, uh, like the logo for a game called Defender of the Crown, which is mm-hmm. a real video game made by yeah, the same yeah. company, came up. And then, uh, you know, it starts playing the music. And then. Uh, and you're Mo like, Larry, hey, what the heck? Yeah, and then Mo, Larry, and Curly walk onto the screen, and Larry goes, hey, this looks like a kid's game. And then Mo replies, you idiots. Um, and then he uh, smacks them, and then it turns into the Three Stooges game. Wow. It's good. It's a shame they they didn't live long enough to see that. <laughs> um, another interesting fact I found out was that Curly had a limp and that he walked in an exaggerated manner to like hide the limp. He had the limp from shooting himself in the ankle at age 12. Um, and Mo had to like take him to the hospital and he almost died. Hmm. I would like to see a movie about, uh, the, the young lives of the three stooges. Um, yeah, man. Uh, Mel Gibson made one. He, uh, yeah. There's like a TV movie about it. Yeah. No, you know, as a, a Mel Gibson super fan, <laughs> um, there was... Well, you're more a fan of Mel Gibson's father, as I understand it. <laughs> there was originally going to be a uh, Three Stooges biopic that was going to star Jim Carrey as Curly, which you're mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Benicio Del Toro as Mo. Mm-hmm. And Sean... That also makes a, a strange amount of sense. It kind of does. Because like Benicio del Toro looks very serious all the time. If mm-hmm. you know, if he's not smiling, he looks serious you give like Mo. Benicio a bowl cut, Tom. That, that, that think about it. Oh, Do absolutely. It. Get get yourself photoshopped. <laughs> oh, get yourself a picture of Benicio del Toro. Give um, it a shot. And this one again, it doesn't make sense, but it does. Sean Penn as Larry. Yeah, I think he'd be a good Larry. He does kind of sound and look like Larry. I could see him doing that. If this was like a pure like biopic biopic where it's like we're never seeing really or or we're seeing like a little bit of them shooting things, you know, we're seeing like the end of a shot and then we're following them as they, you know, step off the sound stage, then I could kind of see uh these three actors working. But I mean, if like Larry Fine off stage had the intensity of Sean Penn, uh, I I think they would have had more success in their uh, contract negotiations. Um, Tom, uh, I still think they should make that movie. Well, um, they did make that 2012 Three Stooges movie, The Farrelly Brothers. Um, yeah. Starring uh, Sean Hayes mm-hmm. as Larry, Will Sasso as Curly, and how do you say his name? Chris uh, Diamantopoulos? Yeah, I think that's as right. As Mo, as like a perfect Mo. Yeah. Yeah, The uh, who I knew as uh, uh, from uh, Silicon Valley, the, the yeah. three commas guy. Um, I, wa- I never saw this movie, but I watched a clip of it. They're all pretty good. You know what the thing is? They were trying to just make three yeah. Three Stooges shorts and put them together into a movie. Yeah. And it's just like, that's cool. 
Why don't you just like make Three Stooges style shorts that aren't the Stooges, and let's bring these movies back. Let's let's uh let. I think we should try out some new trios that uh you know two of them get the shit kicked out of them by the third guy. <laughs> well, I think people wouldn't go. I think. If it wasn't from the clip I saw, which also... What's the matter? Too problematic for you, Tom? (laughs) No. I was going to say also a thing that I forgot about with this movie, which is why I'm surprised you don't hear about it more, um, is that also in this movie is Larry David playing a nun. Yeah. I feel like that's all I heard about that movie. Yeah. Um... But I think if you made this movie as just like three morons kicking the shit out of each other, I don't think they would do very well. I don't know if if these are three talented actors, but I don't think they're genius level talented the way the three stooges were. Yeah, you get three unknowns. I don't look. I mean, sure, I would love to see it. But I get why they weren't like, hey, the three of you just come up with new characters and we'll make that the movie. Yeah. But they were all very good as the Stooges were like beyond impression good where it's like, no, these these guys are playing those characters. Uh, I was pretty impressed. I might have to just, you know, hunker down and watch this. Hey, this whole movie. Uh, I dare you. Or I could just watch, you know, the 190 (laughs) Three Stooges movies. uh, Do you want to see how many uh, of those? uh, That would have been a project for this last year. Tom, we squandered all of our time. Yeah. You wouldn't even have to watch one a day. You watch one every two days, and uh, we would have gotten through quarantine no problem. Well, the problem with these movies is that apparently a lot of them have recycled plots, and then a lot of them also have recycled footage. <laughs> like, I I think we would have each gotten, like, maybe 10 movies in and been like, yeah, I get it. All right. <laughs> Tom, I don't know. I've, uh, in the since last March, I must have watched, watched some episodes of The Office seven times just because they're always on TV. Yeah. So, yeah. Could take a recycled plot here and there as long as I get to see um Pearly get his head put in a vice. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like I watched that that uh what was it called? The the they stooged to Congo. And uh they put Larry's no Curly's nose in like a wrench and literally like twisted it off. I don't know if I could watch I don't know if I could stomach that every day. <laughs> Watching every a man's watching a man's nose be wrenched It'll off. Desensitize you. You'll come out hardened. If you did that over a quarantine, you came out, Tom, you would be like such a badass. People would respect you'd be like, I've seen things. No, then, I would probably like meet up with you and some friends and be like, Oh, I'm gonna like play a joke and like you know, uh uh make Tim walk on a plank that'll hit him in the face and it would kill you yeah just... you would take your your normal bullying to, to <laughs> new to new levels you think uh the stooges had cte yeah of course yeah because it seems like they got they did actually get knocked out quite frequently on set like i said mm-hmm. i i think that th- a lot of times there wasn't like 
I mean, we, we talked about last week, like watching this video about all the time, not even all the time, just a few notable times they got hurt. And you're watching these and you're like, I didn't see anything go wrong. I don't know what they thought would happen if you fell off, you know, a ladder and just landed on a table. It's not like sometimes you watch these things and it's like, oh, that was supposed to break away and it didn't. But this, it was all just like, nope, that went according to plan. And, you know, it just knocked this man unconscious and broke a bunch of his ribs because he's lucky that that's all all that happened to him. Well, and we are lucky to have the studio. Did I ever tell you uh, one time (laughs) uh, I was uh, sitting in my... uh, my living room watching television mm-hmm. as a child my mm-hmm. mother's friend came over and it was like in the morning uh on yeah. like a saturday or something i was like what's this lady doing here yeah i still hell? don't know what she was doing there but a commercial came on for i love lucy and this woman came in, into the room and she was like 40 mm-hmm. uh, in her 40s right yeah and she was like ah oh, lucy we lost her <laughs> And that stayed with me. It's like, this lady was really upset that Lucille Ball had passed away a few years but as, earlier. As a kid, did you know what that meant? Or were you like, oh, well, hopefully they find her? No, I wasn't an idiot. I knew that she meant that she died. Well, smart kid. Weren't that smart if you're watching I Love Lucy on a Saturday morning. Well, I wasn't. I, I I said earlier it was a commercial. Tom, get off my okay. ass. Maybe I was watching I Love Lucy. I liked it. All right. <laughs> and they had a commercial for more episodes. <laughs> yeah. If you like the show, you can find out more at TCGTE. You can follow us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash TCGTE.com. Oh yeah, get, dot com. <laughs> Look, Tim, I a, told it's you it's a website. <laughs> I need my grandson to come over and tell me how all this stuff works. <laughs> Uh, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash complete guide. Follow us on Instagram at TCGTE. You can follow us on Twitter at complete guide. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Tom Reynolds. Follow me at your pal, Tim. If you want to check out our Patreon, we would love that. Patreon.com slash complete guide. This week, instead of books, a podcast, cause we finished up, we're doing the gauntlet. The gauntlet returns, Tim. Tom, nobody knows what the gauntlet is. The People last time we did it know was what 20, the gauntlet 2011, is. maybe 2010. We solicited topic ideas from Patreon users, and we are going through them rapid fire style. You're going to hear stuff you won't believe. What you hear will shock you. I mean, you know, topics that we wouldn't necessarily do a full episode about, but you might hear uh, a thing or two about what we think about them. Wow. People are just dying for <laughs> our opinions. Patreon.com slash complete guide is where you can find that and more. Tim, um, has has your research this week changed your opinion in any way about the Three Stooges? No, um, I've always been a Stooges stan, as it were, mm. um, and I remain one to this day. Any, I, I'm not going to bow to pressure from <laughs> from anybody to cancel the Stooges. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think anything they did was wrong. Mm-hmm. I think everything they did uh, was totally in line with the times. Yes, and okay. 
and I'm sorry that they all died of strokes because they repeatedly bashed each other in the head. Um, but in my opinion, it was worth it. <laughs> One of the things that I was uh, that I found interesting that I had a misconception of was that. Um, you know, I always heard like, oh, they all like died penniless. Yeah, and while it, it while it is true that they got boned money wise and um, like Curly apparently was very bad with his money. Apparently, Mo was very good at, with his money and invested wisely. And, uh, he, you know, he was fine. He wasn't destitute at the end of his life, which is good to hear. Good for Mo. Hey, Tom. Mo, Mo gets a Mo. bad rap because he was, you know, a bully to the other Stooges. But, uh, you know, he was just trying to do what was best for them at the time. He, I mean, he was playing a character. And that character was just trying to do what he thought was best with the tools he had available to him, which were sometimes a hammer or a wrench. Is this how you justify the way that you treat me on this show? Yeah, Tim, I'm just trying to do what's best for you. And if sometimes that means clocking you in the head with a ball-peen hammer, then, look, I'm willing to do it. If that's what it takes to straighten you out once in a while. If I tell you, straighten out, straighten out, and you don't, I got to resort to hitting you in the head with something. Tom, I I can't wait for a world until uh, when we can do... uh... Uh, the live shows again. We should start uh, introducing some Stooges esque uh, <laughs> yeah. physical humor into into our into our live show. I can't wait till the world gets to the point where we can poke each other in the eyes without worrying about spreading a deadly virus. We'll see you next week. That was a HeadGum Podcast.